What is going on everybody? This is Devin Roberts and welcome back for season two of Young Controversy. I know it's been a minute since I've had a chance to talk to everyone on here. You've mostly been listening to my deep dives that I've been posting on YouTube lately. They came out as podcasts this weekend. I don't think I posted a news update since about the government shutdown start. So you can consider our time off the same as the government says since our first story today is going to be exactly that. Welcome back to Young Controversy. Happy to talk to y'all and welcome to season two. Alright guys, the first thing that we're going over today is the government shutdown and everything that went on with that over the last month or so. So, if you hadn't been paying attention or if you didn't get all the details, I'm about to lay them out for you. Really simple here. Longest government shutdown in the history of the United States. Trump said he wanted about $5 billion secured for border wall funding so he could secure our southern border to stop illegal immigration, drug cartels, guns, anything else that could be coming from the southern border into the United States. Nancy Pelosi, the head of the House, and Chuck Schumer, the uh, minority leader in the Senate, both met with Donald Trump to discuss the possible funding and essentially said that they couldn't find funding for it and weren't going to agree to it, and there became a standoff. Nancy Pelosi and her team, I guess, we'll, we'll use her as the example of leading the Democrats, said that they didn't think there was going to be funding for it and that they would pass a government funding bill that would not include Trump's wall. Trump's response to this is that's the only way I'm going to agree to sign a government funding bill is if the wall's into it and the standoff took place. In the process, Trump shut down the government and almost, in a sense, held the paychecks of the people and of the federal workers hostage and told, he said he wasn't going to reopen the government until his wall was funded. Throughout this process, there's been a lot of back and forth, a lot of jeering and jabbing. At a point, Nancy Pelosi has sent a letter to Donald Trump where she essentially said that the State of the Union Address, which is a big speech that the president gives each year to the Supreme Court, the House, the Senate, everyone across the country, it's essentially his real biggest chance to talk to the American people once every year. And for a long time, it's been done in the um, chamber of the House of Representatives. And Nancy Pelosi, being the House Majority Leader at this point, said that that was not going to happen and she essentially has to sign off on it. This is all during the government shutdown. Then, morning of one of Nancy Pelosi's flights into Afghanistan and a few other battle countries where she was going to meet some of our troops and meet key allies, Trump pulled the permission for her to go on her flight and her plane, leaving her stranded and telling her that if there wasn't enough funding for the security that was necessary to do the um, State of the Union, which was the claim that Nancy Pelosi made, that there wasn't enough funding for the State of the Union to take place, then there absolutely wasn't enough funding to fly a private plane halfway across the globe, and told her that if she would like to fly commercial, that was her prerogative. Now, this whole mess essentially led to Nancy Pelosi saying, I don't think he was retaliating against me, but would he really be that petty? Maybe. Huge mess, huge battle. Nancy Pelosi sent a letter back saying that there was not going to be a State of the Union address, that she was not going to sign off of it under any circumstance. And that's where we stood with the longest one in history. Federal workers had not been paid now for a whole pay cycle. And going on to this last weekend, Trump backed down and actually reopened the government, agreeing to um, come to a decision and pay federal workers not taking their second paycheck, which I think was a good move since so many Americans have been waiting on their paycheck and being unpaid for so long. TSA workers across the country, as well as so many under other industries, were not getting paid anything and were only getting logged back pay, which is where after the government reopens, they start getting their money slowly back into their paychecks. It's not like they lose money, they're just not paid it in time. This whole mess didn't affront anything, but it just, 
it tells you guys one of the biggest points of this whole story that I really have seen people left out is at a point during the shutdown, there was a vote to make an exception for federal worker pay. The federal workers were going to get paid the amount that they were owed by the government as an exception to the shutdown. The vote in the House went 100% of the Republicans voted for it, as well as six Democrats and every other Democrat voted against it, making the bill fail. That was the most important and key point of the whole process to me, was that when it came to paying the American people what they were owed, the Republicans voted to do so as an exception to Trump's shutdown, and the Democrats refused to, to try to keep the pressure on Trump to open the government. When it came down to if it was about the American people, one side folded and one side stood up for us. So, the only thing I have to say about this, guys, is at the end of the day, our southern security is important. Having a secure border is important. I don't know if a wall or a fence is the right way to do it, but it seems to be the best solution being put forward right now. I'm not comfortable with open borders, so I want them to be secured in some way. And if you're willing to hold paychecks from federal employees to make it happen, I don't agree with that one way or another. Whether that's Trump starting the government shutdown and not letting people get paid, he's reopened it now, so, you know, forgiven. Or if you're not voting to allow them to get paid in the House like the Democratic Party did. Both are a huge mess, guys, but the shutdown's over. We'll see where this goes from here. I expect it to be shut down again or Trump to call. He's threatened at a few different points to um, call a national crisis and institute military funding to, for the wall, which I could see him doing. It's going to be really interesting, and we'll really know where it goes in the next couple weeks. So, guys, the next thing I want to talk on today is this law that has been passed in New York that everyone's kind of freaking out about, allowing babies to be aborted up until the day of their birth in New York. A lot of conservative circles and news organizations have kind of been going crazy about this, and I want to break it down to make sure everyone understands exactly what the bill that was passed says. So, what it says is, when once a date of birth is predicted, so let's say the birth is January 1st, to keep things simple, 24 weeks back, the baby so it can be aborted. So, six months before January 1st, or any time prior to that, the baby is okay to be aborted. That's usually, if you're assuming nine months for the time that the woman's pregnant, that's going to be between conception and three months. The next six months, which is the time leading up to birth that everyone's talking about, the only thing that allows it in New York to be legal to abort the baby is if the mother's life is at risk, the baby is not expected to survive the birth, or the baby's already a stillborn. So, the piece of this that everyone seems to be leaving out that's so unbelievably important is the fact that the only reason that women would use this in the first place is to protect themselves and their bodies from harm within the city or the horrible, horrible experience of trying to birth a baby who would either be a stillborn or has a very low mortality chance. This makes complete sense to me as a law. I don't see why everyone's freaking out about it to the same degree. Maybe I read something wrong, but everywhere I can see, when I went and looked at the bill and read it myself, that's all I could get out of it. The other big thing this law did was update the definitions of laws and, I guess, the exact wording that allows people who, let's say, you were to assault a woman and then her baby who she was carrying was to die at the same time. At a certain age, that wouldn't be considered a double homicide. With the updates to these laws, it would, or not necessarily a double homicide, it wouldn't be considered a battering and single homicide. But with these updated laws, it would be. And a bunch of other little characteristics to the laws like that that 
take people who would perform illegal abortions or self-abortions or who assault a pregnant lady or murder a pregnant lady and her child to be punished appropriately as if the child was a living being. These are important laws. A lot of them are to protect the mother, to punish people who would do shady back alley abortions and to make them available when they need to be available and for the right reasons. I personally agree with abortion up to a farther point than three months, but that's my own personal opinion. I think this law is very fair. And what the craziest thing is, is how all news organizations that I've looked at, everyone everywhere is spinning this in such a way that it's as if people are murdering eight month eight and a half month old fetuses that are basically full grown children in the belly. And no one's doing that. That's not going to happen. I don't see that coming to fruition here, guys. I think everyone needs to go back and read the law and stay off the news organization posts. Stay off of this. Go read what they actually passed in New York. Don't take my word for it. Don't take anyone else's word for it. Go read the legislation. I promise it's not that difficult to understand. Read over it like twice, three times, and you may I guarantee you'll get it. It's such an important such an important social issue right now that I really wish everyone from all sides bringing stuff like this would bring the facts, would read the actual legislation, would make a point of knowing what they're putting out there. News organizations are being so irresponsible by not double-checking their information. I saw so many news articles that said otherwise, that not otherwise exactly, but didn't reference the fact that this was only to a certain month and you had that 24-week allotted period where the baby couldn't be murdered um, unless it was murdered, aborted, unless it was within the, you know, time where it could be a stillborn or may not survive the actual birth. <sighs> Guys, it bugs me so much. News organizations across the country just have to learn if we're going to get information to the people and we're going to do it accurately and we're going to be continue to be trusted, we have to do it with integrity and with facts. This is perfect because it segues into my next story, which is that BuzzFeed, one of the biggest news organizations in the country, has announced it will be laying off 15% of its workforce, 15% following a bunch of layoffs from HuffPost and Yahoo News and Vox and Vice recently. BuzzFeed is becoming the next of a big line of news organizations and classic news media who aren't making the money that they thought they would make. BuzzFeed's even a profitable one, but it doesn't believe it's going to continue to be profitable in the future. It believes it needs to cut costs to continue to make the margins that it's keeping. It shows such a shift in media attention and such a shift in people's trust of traditional media and trust of news organizations like that that I think it becomes really important to make sure everything you're saying is factual. I've made fun of BuzzFeed and HuffPost specifically for years for putting out articles that just that say things that make my jaw drop just insane ludicrous outlandish not backed up by fact stuff and that's a huge problem i've had a lot of people that watch this are a little more conservative and base but i don't like identifying myself as conservative i like identifying myself as a moderate who really really hates left-wing media i don't think they portray the information as accurately i don't like you know very much media at all but just those couple organizations specifically have shot themselves in the foot by doing this crazy stuff and the New York abortion law is a great example of conservative media doing the exact same thing, guys. They're taking a law, not reading it correctly, posting articles to get people worked up, and it's working. It works every single time. So I urge you to go check out the legislation yourself or stop by uh, back at, by Young Controversy where I'll tell you if I'm not 100% sure on something instead of pretending like I know everything that there is to know about politics. Guys, be careful where you get your news from. We're being careful here. We want to get you the right information. We want to put you in the hands of the right news sources. We want to send you to the right legislation. I'll try to put links down in this video to something that you can read on the exact law if you want to. It was a really interesting story to me. But 
for today. I'm Devin Roberts, this is Young Controversy, and if you haven't gone to our Instagram page yet, instagram.com slash youngcontroversy, we post a bunch of awesome political memes, tell you when new episodes are coming out, YouTube updates, we link to our YouTube where there's videos and vlogs and lifestyle stuff, I'm putting out stories about my life and background and some trips I'm taking soon that are going to be a little more interesting, you know, a little less political, something that people can kind of get to know me a little more on, I don't want to be just a news guy to everyone, I want to be a conversationalist. I want to be someone that can have a discussion with you. And I guess that's the whole goal of this, guys. Thank you, everyone, for coming and listening to Young Controversy again. I'm happy to be back for season two. I know it's been about three weeks since we put out videos. I hope you listened to my two breakdowns that I put out this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. They've been performing fantastic. And if you want to see the video versions, they are on YouTube. You can find that from our Instagram page, Instagram, YouTube, Anchor, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify. I could go on forever. We're everywhere, guys. Go check out Young Controversy. But for now, I'm Devin Roberts. This is it for the day. Peace.